Today on the ZabeCast, it's the eternal draft day question. Stand firm with a high pick or accept a haul of picks to slide back? I got my thoughts and my guest and Uber Skins fan want to count roads has his. The XFL is like totally broke and Bob Stoops is out a lot of cash. I too am sick of the plans on restarting sports and some old ladies are just tough as nails. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, April 14, 2020. Thank you for joining me and good morning, my Your neighbors. Life! real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, fuck you! Yes! Yes! Fuck you, too! There you go. Day 34 of no sportsmageddon apocalypse and no definitive end in sight, but that's all right. We will bust through this uncertainty like an Arctic ice-breaking ship. We will plow our way through to the open oceans of sports again in all of their glory. And let me tell you, when they come back and they wash over us, we will be like Andy Dufresne with our face to the heavens and our hands to the sky and let the sports wash over us. It'll be glorious. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's going to be a hell of a ride (laughs) until that time. But there's nothing you can do about it. So hang in there. Somebody said I am apocaloptimist. Apocaloptimist. Somebody who knows it's all going to complete shit, but still thinks in the end, things will turn out okay. Yeah, I guess that would be me. An apocaloptimist. So with that, let's begin. I rarely agree with with Mike Wilbon, but you know what? Uh, stop clock is right, is right twice a day. And I guess Wilbon is right once every five years. I agree with Wilbon saying he is sick and tired of all these floated plans to restart sports leagues until the world starts spinning on its somewhat semi-normal axis. Here he was on PTI just today. Thing I said. Oh, darn it. I thought I had it buffered for you, but I didn't. This is what happens when I hot play video clips and my internet connection is not where it needs to be. It gets to be very frustrating. That's okay. My mouth was, you got to have a plan. All right. So that's not news either. Have a plan. Have 50 plans, but they don't mount to a damn thing until the world takes a turn for the better. It doesn't matter what their stupid plans are. Not any sport, not the NBA, not MLB, not playing in North Dakota. You can have a plan. It doesn't mean jack. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing about plans. Be like, oh, how does this sound? It sounds like the stupid plan is not going to be put into effect anytime soon. (laughs) So I'm going to go back again on this same topic. You don't want to be caught without a plan if things get better. Nobody is saying that you're wrong. Nobody can play now. But if you are unaware and unprepared and suddenly it does turn, you have to have something. See, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to suddenly turn. It's going to gradually turn and you're going to see it coming. And honestly, a plan, a plan doesn't take more than a week 
to put in place. And the plan will keep evolving as you go forward. There is plenty of time. If if a dream scenario is to play uh, sports again in mid-June, dream scenario, mid-June, I think most fans and leagues would click their heels and delight at that. If that's your plan, it, there's so much time to get that up and running. you got to see what the world is looking like on May 1st. So kudos to Will Bond for that. I agree. Meanwhile, this is an airplane story about boarding. Take a listen. Oh, here we go. The way passengers, Delta Airlines is temporarily changing the way passengers board its planes. Travelers whose seats are in the last row will board first, and then the process will make its way row by row to the front with those passengers boarding last. Passengers will have to wait for their row number to be called. This change is so that people will interact less while getting to their seats. Customers in first or business class can still board whenever they want. They are being encouraged to wait for their row to be called. And there will still be pre-boarding processes for those who need extra time or assistance. Delta says the changes will stay in place until May 31st. Now, there was a tweet from that in which somebody said, of this highly logical and long overdue process and part of the, is part of the new normal, I'm on board, haha, so to speak. Well, here's the thing. Mythbusters did a study in which what, and I think airlines have done studies as well, in which they say, all right, well, what is really the fastest way to board a plane? And believe it or not, Last to first or last row first and then all the way up to the front is the slowest way to do it. I know it's counterintuitive. You think it wouldn't be the case. They studied so-called Wilma seating, window, uh, middle aisle, WMA with the I and the L mixed in, Wilma, uh, because you don't want people in the aisle getting up and then you clog up the aisle and they, oh, God, I'm sitting in here, I'm inside, oh, hold on, I forgot something. They've tried that, and believe it or not, the best way... Shut up, Siri. God damn. Enough of you already. Pardon me for that. Anyway, uh, they said that the, the basically the, the best way to board in terms of the fastest is Southwest. No assigned seats. Sit, sit where you want. People figure it out. But the caveat is, basically, you're only shaving a couple of minutes of time off the boarding. And as we all know from traveling... Boarding is only one part of it. Yeah, you got to board and then, okay, now we can get ready to go. You waste a lot of time sitting in line on the runway. You waste a lot of time as the captain's going through his final check. It's really three minutes, not a big difference. So from a standpoint of reducing the interaction between people during a pandemic, crossing each other, this does make sense, but it doesn't necessarily make it any faster. The XFL is so broke. They filed for chapter 11 today. And I think that was a bit surprising. Some thought, well, okay, they've suspended the year. They have no plans to come back next year. But the chapter 11 thing I thought caught people a little bit flat footed and to see the creditors that are owed money. (laughs) Most of the league's coaches who are the highest paid guys, including Bob Stoops at over a million dollars are going to be like uh, knock, knock, where's my money? Who knows who, though, is going to actually get paid from this. This is why there's lawyers when it comes to bankruptcy that know how to fight and maneuver and negotiate. Okay, I won't take the full amount. Give me give me 50%. Give me half of what I was going to get otherwise. Then there's this. 
man, oh man, Gene Rayburn of the match game was either a soothsayer or I don't know what. This video clip shook out on the internet today, and it's from the 70s. It looks authentic. It does not look doctored. And it's about Gene Rayburn, he, the master of the match game and other game shows of the day, with his long, pencil-thin microphone, joking about meeting some members of the audience during a break. And take a listen to what he said. (laughs) You rascal. During the commercial break, we talked to the audience, and Richard and I were down there just doing a little kissing. Um, I want you to know that I just came back from mainland China, and they have viruses there you wouldn't believe. (laughs) You are all infected, because I not only kissed you, I breathed on you. Holy shit! That is incredible. If it's real, and again, we're entering an age in which uh, facial speech and voice manipulation is getting more and more sophisticated, and I have no idea if it really is real. It's good, though. All right. This song is called James by Laid. Oh, no, it's Laid by James, and it's the requested walk-up music of my boy, One Account Rhodes. Johnny Rhodes here. There's your music, buddy. Laid by James. Literally a song and group I have never heard before. It's good, though. I like it, Johnny. This is a great song. Where are these these lads from, these blokes from? I don't know. Come on. I I really don't. I, I have the Google machine in front of me, though. Um... We'll look it up Let's while we're see. talking here, listening to him. This song is from the American Pie soundtrack. Why? When I asked you, what do you want your walk-up music to be? Why'd you choose it? It's uh, fun, a little bit naughty, and uh, <laughs> it's got uh, some uniqueness to it. They are uh, from Manchester, England. Manchester, England. Okay, yeah, they're a couple of they're, they're six mangy blokes for sure. At least in this <laughs> picture I'm looking at. All right, good. yeah. I love it. I love being educated on new music. All right. So before we dig into the NFL draft, and apparently you and I are at opposite ends of the spectrum on what the skin should do at number two. But before we get into that, what amount of the Masters replay Sunday of Tiger's win last year did you watch? Uh, Every minute. Okay. Did you notice anything different? Or did you (laughs) observe anything that you might have said, I forgot that from last year? Well, you, you're only referring to the cor- the uh, tournament and not what I pointed out to you, the, an intangible, right, about which, Tiger himself. Which was what? The awfully ridiculous dyed LeBron oh, oh, oh. <laughs> manicure the goatee. facial hair. You're talking about the goatee that he had when talking to Jimmy Nance via Skype or Zoom or FaceTime, whatever it was. It was awful. Okay. I mean, so bad. But <laughs> what did I notice? Let me think. I Do you know how when you watch a, a final of something and then it all seems to go by so fast and then when you go back and look at it again, you're like, God, I don't even remember that. Right. Well, I I don't remember 
I did not re- realize how much last year was gifted to Tiger. Oh yeah, especially by a guy that made everything he looked at and seemingly struck most shots on the button. Four and even Tiger said it. Four that, of the that, six contenders rinsed it at twelve. Yeah, like Molinari, Tiger even said it didn't sound like a miss hit. Um, and if you've ever been to Augusta, which I've only been once, I spent a lot of time on that hole. Mm-hmm. And as little as it looks, as as harmless as it may seem on TV, not unlike Sawgrass in seventeen, yeah, the depth perception and the yardage calculations with the wind and everything on that right. hole you can easily find the watery grave without mishitting it, you know, just by calculating it wrong. Okay. I think that's fair, what happened. Fair enough. It is a deadly little beautiful looking scorpion. Very mm-hmm. small in size, but can kill you, which it did for four of the six guys. It killed Spieth a couple of years ago as well. Now, here's what I don't get. There's a safe play on every golf hole. Yes. Except for 17, perhaps, at Sawgrass. There's a safe play that takes double basically out of it. I don't know why anyone wouldn't fire it right at the center bunker and make sure on Sunday it's curling right to left, not left to right. In other words, if you hit a fade of any flavor into 12 on Sunday at the Masters, you're a fucking idiot, if you ask me. Yeah, I completely agree. I thought about this last night as I was watching. It's sort of like throwing a wobbly football into the wind. Like, if I was in my practice round, I would ask my caddy to give me the exact number to the back fringe of the middle of the green. Right. And that's my club. Yeah, and, and what I, I what I do is I hit a a nice trapped draw right at the middle of the bunker. If I push it a bit, it'll draw into the bunker. Bunker, you can get up and down. Worst case is four. If you're over the bunker and through the green, you'll probably roll into that swale, and you can trundle it up with a putt and scrape your way to a four. No worse than that. And if you hook it, you could be facing a long putt from the meteor left side of the green, but so what? You're over. Yep. All the danger on 12, I'm talking the tournament ending danger is right of the bunker and it's 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 almost definitely a a can't miss you're not going to win the golf tournament or making a mistake or why don't you just blast it over the right side onto that area between the tee box on 13 and 12 and you can chip it or put it back up like in other words play for a three and a half don't play for a two and a half or a three yeah and and i think that Especially, there's another element that we can add, and that is asterisk when you have a one-shot lead. I mean, there may be a different shot you compute in your mind if you're trailing by one or maybe by three and you realize it's now or never. But but you've think- got the greatest player, right? arguably, in the history of golf, one shot behind him in his group. And he goes flag hunting and and <laughs> calculates it wrong. Yeah. Here's the thing. Once you get past 11, there are basically no more doubles left to be had. 
12 is the last double you can easily get into if you just put it in the water. Nobody doubles 13. Occasionally they have. But other than that, so those are the things that kill you. You can make birdies and or eagles on 13 and 15, 16. By the way, I'm ready for a new pin on Sunday at 16. I know that's blasphemy to many, but that pin is too easy on Sunday. And I got to say, I'm a little bit tired of the near automatic holes in one. There, go ahead. Pillory me, pillory me, golf fans. I'm a heretic. Well, actually, it's funny you bring that up because you opened with asking me if I noticed anything else. And now I'm. They had different pins. Yeah, I, I remember. I've 13 was farther seen... left and center than it normally is, which is usually front right. Correct? Yeah, I've never seen the pin on Sunday where it was on 8, which was front. Right. I've never seen the pin on Sunday where it was on 10, which was middle right mm-hmm. instead of back left. Up on the high side near that bunker. Yeah. So, um yeah. Anyway, so I, anyway, yeah. I last add to this. Last add to this. Someone said, and they took a screenshot of it. The one footer Tiger had to mop up to win. If you were pulled out of the crowd <laughs> and told Johnny Rhodes is a scratch golfer with a bad elbow and shoulder and various other <laughs> middle age ailments, but a, but a scratch golfer, one foot putt, you were pulled out of the stands, and Tiger said, "Look." I need you to finish this tournament for me. It'll be the greatest thing ever, but don't fuck it up. What are your chances of making that simple one-foot putt? 30%. <laughs> and especially it'll, now. Especially the way I'm putting and, right now. And it'll be a scared, yippy, flippy, scrape-it-in kind of a putt, right? Uh, I mean, I'd have a better chance being bombed and blindfolded. <laughs> I would have to close my eyes. I literally would. I put better closed eyes. You can't yip what you can't see. So I'd just I'd set up over it square and I'd close my eyes and say, the crowd will tell me all I need to know. Imagine the riot if a fan fucked up Tiger's great moment by missing a one footer. Here, buddy, you have a chance to gain my fifth green jacket, and all you have to do is go tap her in. Tap, 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 tap. Like Happy Gilmore, tap, 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 tap. I'll take this offline. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's talk NFL draft. So I understand that you agree with Washington Post columnist Barry Sverluga. The Skins should trade down from number two if – a blockbuster deal is presented to them, presumably from the Dolphins, who have a ton of draft assets, that would give the Redskins the 5th, the 18th, and the 39th overall picks just to move from 2 to 5. Is that correct? Sort of. Um, okay. I Barry is a smart man, and he's a baseball guy, but it's funny how he's squashing all these football-talking heads uh, with his perspective i don't believe the dolphins are the most viable trade back option they are on paper i don't think they're coughing up three first rounders though um well 39th is a second true i'm sorry i i was thinking uh what was it um correct eighth 18th but anyway no i heard fifth 18th and 39th overall and right, 5th, 18th, 39th. That's right. But 
that's not the point. Okay. The, the point is, look, I think Chase Young looks awesome. Right. I hate these kids in their mama's basement <laughs> saying generational player. It's getting, it makes me want to vomit. But what if he is? He could be. He could be. You know what? Let's go with that. Let's say he is. I'm going to tell you, in the last 20 years, I want you to tell me how many defensive MVPs have been on a Super Bowl team. Irrelevant, Your Honor. Nope. Yes, it is. Go with me here because I'm. I'm, (laughs) I've got a line of questions for you. You can't shoot me down with one. Well, listen. That's a very tiny subset. Super Bowl champion. There's only one of those a year. Okay, in the Super Bowl. All right, it's still a tiny sample. Like it is. I gave you 20 years. Okay. All right. So fine. Well, I don't know what the number is. What was the question? Let me just tell you, one player, James Harrison of the Steelers, over 12 years ago, was the only Super Bowl winning defensive MVP. Half of these guys didn't even make the playoffs. I'm going to tell you now to give you more uh, recent historical data. Since 2013, remember the number three overall pick in 2013, Deion Jordan? No, I don't either. He was the... Dolphins third overall pick. He's already on his second team and he's got ten and a half sacks in seven seasons. Generational. Let's talk about our boy Jadavian. He's most likely heading for his third team. Number one overall pick in twenty fourteen. Generational. He's gonna just but destroy he's... people. Okay. Would you like JJ Watt on your team? Yeah, I well, don't then, know if I'm going to win with him now. Well, wait a minute. Well, okay, but all right. So, but you're not talking about taking a quarterback over this player, which no, is a whole I different argument. Okay, well, that's yeah. a whole different argument. Let's say that we had an open seat at quarterback and we're mulling: do we take the defensive end or do we take a quarterback who's a risk in Tua? That's a different yeah, argument. Take Chase Young. Okay, so but you're saying that. Chase Young is probably, the, I mean, Nick Bosa made me hard as mm-hmm. a fucking wood plank watching him destroy people this yep, past year for the Niners. He's only example since 2013 of a guy that made any impact on any player. Well, Joey Bosa's, four. Joey Bosa's the same. He just was hurt last year, and you don't watch a lot of Charger games. He's had 40 overall, he's had 40 total sacks in four years as the number three overall pick, and what's That's the good. best record being? Holy shit, what's You're he supposed to do? Throw the ball, stats. catch the ball, score points, be a good coach? 40 sacks in, in four years is fucking yes. great. I know, and that has generated how many wins? Oh, golly, Johnny. I mean, do you like sacking the other team's quarterback? Because I do. Not if I don't get victories out of it. This is not fantasy football. Well, what could, Every little thing. So what player would be better to contribute to victories at the 5, 18, and 39 spot? I yeah, don't know. you're checking off grocery list items. Let's get Isaiah. Generational O tackles. How about <laughs> generational cornerbacks or wide receivers or tight ends? We have none of them. You are none. hung up. You are hung up on the generational description, which I agree is a I bit. Hate it. It's a bit 
It's a bit breathless. It's a bit silly. But look at it like what guy has the best chance of being a 10-year stud for your team? Take him. There are probably five Hall of Famers in this draft, minimally. How do you know which ones are which? The draft doesn't end after Chase Young. He might only be a 50-50 chance at the Hall of Fame. Why is he all of a sudden is, from Planet Krypton and the rest of these guys are common folk? What is that all about? Because of scouting. I, that, they've scouted him. Any good? They've scouted is, him. They've looked at his game. They've analyzed him. I mean, the consensus on Chase Young is unbelievable. Okay. Well, then put me down on record as saying if he's not, and by that I mean not just gaining fantasy sacks, I mean, Lawrence Taylor, disruptive, (laughs) causing, wreaking havoc, giving us multiple or double-digit wins per year. This will be a bust, a massive bust. Okay. We've Uh, got, how many first-round picks do we have on our D-line right now? We burned one last year for a guy named Montez Sweat, whose write-up was very similar to Chase Young. I mean, late I'll first, pull it up. late first you rounder. Know, he was. Tonight. I know he was not rated as high as Chase Young. No, no, not even, Superman wasn't rated as high as Chase Young. <laughs> this is a little bit over the top. But, okay, I mean, so so all right. Well, what is the point of drafting second? Uh, let me ask that question because to me, if I'm just saying, fellas, if I'm in charge of my team's war room, I'd say, listen, we're drafting second. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to get a 10-year player who makes Pro Bowls consistently and we don't fuck it up. We can't fuck it up. We have the number two pick. We are selecting from the creme de la creme of this year's draft class. Don't mm-hmm. fuck it up. That's my perception of the second overall pick. Not everyone thinks of it that way. They don't think in terms of don't fuck it up. They think in terms of, well, if there's not some super califragilistic guy, then you might as well scooch down and take a bunch of other dudes. Right. I just don't view the rest of the draft as a bunch of other dudes. Okay. This is one of the deepest drafts I've seen in a long time. and It's got some see- sexy players in it, especially wideouts. Would you move down to five and take a wideout like Jerry Judy? Uh, again, I don't. I love Judy. I think he's going to go down as one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. What about C.D. Lamb? A little bit different, a little bit more like Cadillac to me. What about Isaiah Simmons? I like him. Um, what about the I think, guard or the tackle whose name I've forgotten already? Well, you've got from Georgia. You've got five of them. You, you mm-hmm. want? Um, I, I would go look again. I don't think we'd be at five. I don't think Miami is moving up. Okay, so where would um, we? Where would we be in your trade down scenario? So I've got five situations with you for i'll go five to the one unthinkable that I think is- options hold hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking about here <laughs> yes I, i'll go with the one that i think is the most viable and some of their actions that they've had off season kind of kind of um show that or kind of relay that that might be what they're doing and that's the chargers um the chargers did not get aggressive in quarterback. Um, and the Chargers have a good amount of draft capital. Um, so we have to, if we're rebuilding, we have to also look at 2021. 
Um, and so in this scenario, I traded two to the Chargers for their sixth, 37th, 71st, and their first round pick next year. And with that, I came out with Akuda, Josh Jones, O-tackle, corner, A left tackle, corner. Yep, I could have had, I could have taken someone else there. By the way, I could have taken. Um, Bro, you Kitty say right there. you say you don't believe in the franchise defensive end. I really don't believe in the franchise cornerback. Okay, well, there's I'll been a lot of really good, been a lot of really good corners who haven't moved the needle one fucking lick on the teams that have drafted them. You want Judy there? He's available. No, because I think we're fine at wide receiver. We really oh, need a... There's the problem. There we go. Oh, here so we, we go. We don't even realize that we just had a rookie, and we don't view, we don't notice all the sophomore slumps in the NFL. So we just Bro, had McLaurin a rookie. McLaurin is the truth. And these okay, other so kids... by himself. These other kids can play. I. It, it is right. not a... Wide receiver is not a priority. Tight end is, but there's no real yep. kick-ass tight end in the draft. Disagree. Four of them. Well, I hear who's weak at tight end. Tell me who you like. Well, I agree it's not deep, but I think the top four are a pro-, pro Bowl potential. I love Komet. I love Troutman. Um, I but there's no like, tight end worth taking in the top 15 is my point. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. By the way, yeah, what I, I, what number option are we on right now? That was the first. Oh, okay. That's first. All right, Mr. hold on. President. Yeah, that is me. <laughs> Pollution in Springfield has reached crisis levels. <laughs> oh, I hate this joke. Everything's crisis, decent, end of the world, that. Nobody opens with a joke. I'm his Danny DeVito. You want a joke, huh? Stop me if you've heard this one. Huh? Look at those angry eyes. Giant teeth. It's like Christmas at the Kennedy compound. You know, sir... When you made me head of the EPA, you were applauded for appointing one of the most successful men in America to the least successful agency in government. And why did I take the job? Because I'm a rich man who wanted to give something back. Not the money, but something. Not the money! So here is our chance to kick some ass for Mother Earth. I'm listening. Well, I've here narrowed we your choices down to five unthinkable options. Each will cause untold misery. I pick number three. You don't even want to read them first? I was elected to lead, not to read. Number three. <laughs> All right, Johnny's five options. That was option one. The Chargers Look, is your dance partner. Option two, because we got to keep moving here. And option two. All right, let's go with the Jaguars. This All is right. not going to blow your skirt up. They only gave us three things in return. They gave us their ninth, their 20th, and their 42nd. Okay. Who are they taking uh, it to? Chase Young? Question. They no. They went ahead and took Tua. By the way, where are you getting these things from? Is there a website? Draft? It's an awesome website. It's Pro Football Network Mock Draft Simulator, oh, and God. each team has the opportunity to go in there and put in what they would or would not do. For instance, when I go into the Dolphins and try to trade and get all that draft capital, I get denied every time. Oh, interesting. So they shoot it down. They're like, sorry, but Vinny Serrato <laughs> is no longer working in the league. Exactly. This trade will not be approved. Bill O'Brien ain't our GM. <laughs> yeah, right. right. The software is written to only accept those dumbass trades if Bill O'Brien's involved. Otherwise, no yeah. chance. Okay. Yeah, so Good to know I'm that. All right. Is, Option is two is the song. Jaguars. All right. Yeah. Option three. Well, hold on. So the Jags. 
the Jags went up to two and they took Tua and we got nine, 20 and 42. And we got Isaiah Simmons, Austin Jackson, which is the left tackle. Let's not just say O tackle as many good tackles as there are in the draft. There's only about three viable left tackles. Thanks Trent. Yeah. Uh, T Higgins, Prince, uh, Wanago, and then I won't well, go any Prince further. Um, All right. Option three Raiders. They wanted chase. They moved up to two. They gave us 12, 19, 80, and 81. Does not solve our second round uh, void. 12, but, 19, and 81 for the second overall? 12, 19, 80, and 81. Uh, even still, even with the 80 and 81, those are damn near third round picks. Yeah, you want to pudge? Let me tell you what I got out of this. No, fuck that. Well, go ahead. Mackay Beckham. Don't know Jedrick who he is. Jedrick Willis, the top two tackles in the draft with right. 12 and 19. I know Jedrick Willis, okay. Michael Pittman, wide receiver out of USC. Adam Troutman, the best pass-catching tight end in the draft. D-end out of Florida, uh, Zuniga. No idea who that is. Our boy, <laughs> our boy uh, Smoot, loves this kid, Cam Dantzler, 108 at 108, cornerback uh, out of Mississippi State, okay. of course. Okay. I won't go any deeper on that one. All right, option uh, four. Well, you know that Ronnie Rivera's got to pick up the phone to call his old team. The Carolina Panthers. Carolina wants Chase. They gave up their seventh. They're 38th, they're 69th, and they're 2021 first-round pick. Mm. We got Jerry Judy. We got Marlon Davidson, the other DN out of Auburn. We got the O-tackle from Auburn. We got Adam Troutman. We got Bryce Hall from Virginia, the the cornerback. And finally, Um, trade option number five as run through the pro football. What is it again? Pro football network pro football network tri- mock draft trade simulator mock draft simulator okay. you'll like it i've only done about six thousand during <laughs> spending your quarantine t- hours wisely <laughs> yeah, during the quarantine <laughs> okay um, this one was the jets who also wanted chase young they gave us their 11th 48th 68th and their 2021st first round pick we got henry ruggs we got Delpit, the safety out of LSU. We got our boy Prince again. We got Troutman again. We got Chase Claypool, the wide receiver from Notre Dame. Guess what, man? If you don't like Haskins, at 142, Jake Fromm was just sitting there. Oh, fuck I grabbed him. Jake Fromm. He stinks. But I, that's why he's sitting there at 142. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, so, and then there's the option. Then there's the option of sitting tight and taking Chase Young. It all is clear to me now, Johnny. You love football. You love the Redskins so much. You love the draft that the prospect of getting four presents instead of one present is too appealing. I understand totally now why you want to trade down. You want more presents under the tree at Christmas. And I don't blame you. But, but there's some color behind that. But there's, babe. but there's, guess what? There's, uh, those, those other presents, they're going to fucking break. They're going to be like the slot car track racing thing where it works great for two hours on Christmas morning and then the cars never stay on the track or they don't mm-hmm. move, you know? And that's, and that's fair. I look, here's the thing. I'm in a unique spot here and, and compared to previous years, I don't dislike Chase Young. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl player. I, 
am so pissed off at guys uh, Trent Williams. He's kind of got us over the barrel right now because without this contractual situation, we could we wouldn't have to even think about addressing left tackle, and we haven't even traded him yet. So we pick it two, and then we sit back and wait until day three, no, late day two at pick 66. If you get me back in the second round, somehow I'll feel a lot better about Chase, okay? I just, we have a lot of needs. No, we're not going to rebuild the team in one draft. I understand that. Um, but I'd also like to see our, our quarterback stay on his feet, you know? I mean, I don't All know right. what they're going to do about the O-line. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Do you hear where uh, apparently Mike Garofolo on the NFL Network said an NFL GM spent nearly ten grand to upgrade his internet and Wi-Fi just for the draft in his house? Ten grand. Mike Mike Garofolo needs to upgrade his brain. <laughs> but but I mean, if that's true, isn't that funny? Because you work in in the world of internet and fiber. You've slung fiber before for uh, big corporate America. That's too much money to spend just to upgrade your goddamn internet, don't you think? No question. I'll give you one word. Go check it out. Maybe they'll pay me for the endorsement. Orby. Orby. O-R-B-I. Look it up. You know the the big 86-inch I've got in my basement. I've been streaming. I've got two screens at my office at home, and I have to do Zoom meetings all day. My My bandwidth is robust. All right, very good. Uh, have you watched any of Tiger King, buddy? <laughs> I have, and I've had to kind of put it on pause every time one of my twins uh, comes downstairs. To you don't want to you don't want him to watch it, do you? Holy it's shit. a train wreck, man. I know you can't. It makes turn me away. feel better about myself. Yeah, and uh, what they do to those beautiful animals is sickening. So. I, I hate That's them all. My actually. wife won't watch it. I hate them all. There, there's no good. And when I wa- watched Tiger King eight on Sunday night, which was the Joel McHale, like what are the cast members doing now? It pissed me off because he kind of normalized them by yeah. talking about, "Well, how's your life now? You're like a big star." And I'm like, "Fuck you!" They're all complicit. They were all at this zoo where they would shoot tigers in the head because they didn't have enough rotten Walmart meat to fucking feed them. Fuck That's them all sickening. to the moon and back. And I would have never had this attitude until I got a dog, Johnny. <laughs> I am now that guy. I agree, man. I Can look at animals. Sometime soon. We will soon. As soon as these uh, commie governors that are <sighs> drunk on power get off their high horse. It'll all unra- it's all going to unravel sooner than you think because it can't hold. I'm telling you. You watch. The unraveling yeah. all has begun. I hope so. All right, Johnny boy. We'll talk soon. You're the best. God love you. See you later. See you. All right. Let's end on this. So, you know, part of this whole we all got to lock down and get the virus under control thing is because we want to protect the most vulnerable out there in society. And, and I get it. You know, this virus hits hard for people over 70, 75, especially with pre-existing conditions. It also kills otherwise young, healthy people or healthy-ish people at a, a rate that's more than is acceptable and is frightening to everybody. I mean, when a 48-year-old photographer from the New York Post goes down, it, it just highlights it, you know, and there's a lot of policemen that have gone down. There's younger doctors in their 40s and 50s that have succumbed. I mean, it's, I don't, dismiss the severity of it. But 
The whole point is, well, we got to do drastic measures at, at any cost to protect the old people. Okay. Meet 93-year-old Olive Veranosi of Seminole, Pennsylvania. She held up a sign in her window asking for more beer holding an empty Coors light can. I need more beer, she said. Well, guess what? Coors Light stepped up and they sent her 150 more cans of the silver bullet. She then made a sign that said, got more beer. She's 93 years old. I don't think she gives two shits about the Rona. I don't think she's scared at all. The only thing she was scared about is, well, running out of beer. And now she's all stocked up. Good for her. But then you see the story and you're like, oh, okay. All right, then. God bless her. That will be a wrap for today. Thank you for downloading. Remember to download the Zabecast app. It is absolutely free. It congregates all of your Zabecast episodes in one place. You can subscribe to Fridays, meaning you can get five days of me, not just four. And it's not free, but it's cheap at about 16 cents a day. I appreciate everybody who does. Rate and review so the algorithms smile upon us and tell a friend who likes good things in their ears. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you tomorrow.